0: Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Manchester is Red podcast for the Manchester Evening News. I'm your host, Rich Fay, and I am delighted once again to be joined by a very cold Charlotte Dunker. Hello, not just cold hearted today, are you, Charlotte? It's freezing in here. It's what totally an
1: introduction!
0: <laughs> well, hoping that you can combat the cold with a nice, warm reception and some. Wise words for all those United fans. Fingers crossed. Yeah, we shall see. And Samuel, nice to have you back as well. Uh, nice to have you back as well, Richard. Yeah, nice week away from this place, but one day back and you forget all about it. Um, <laughs> Your
2: face doesn't make us forget that you've been away. It
0: was nice. Sunburnt up Cada Idris. Didn't have any sun cream. That is a message to you in the summer. Even if it doesn't sit, feel warm, wear sun cream every day.
2: Yeah, Rich is rocking a very... Glow, orange glow at the moment.
0: Dale Winton glow, yeah. I'd say. I did used to love supermarket sweep and United have been uh, sweeping up plays in the uh, summer transfer market. Samuel, Smooth, uh, definitely that. done. Yeah, definitely good. done. It was
1: good. It was. It was completely. Uh, yeah. That that wasn't even scripted. I. No, it wasn't. Well, that's what's so good about it all. Um,
0: I was gonna make another reference to it, but I don't know what who the inflatable uh, banana would be. But uh, they've already got Daniel James. Wan-Bissaka signed last week. We'll get onto wan later, but. Uh, News now is that United maybe have, well they put a bid in for Harry Maguire seventy million pound bid. Uh, what's the latest on on that?
1: Leicester have rejected it, which isn't a surprise given that they wanted seventy five million from going into deadline day last year. It, it is interesting. I think I've touched upon it before, but in the a year ago United. Understandably, bought at that asking price. They didn't think he was a profile defender worth that cost. Since then, they've had their worst top flight defensive season in 40 years. The manager's changed halfway through. That manager, uh, in, I mean, Solskjaer, after United you know, won at Leicester in uh, in February. He- like. He wasn't even asked about Maguire, but he said how how good he was in the penalty box. But he was referring to when Leicester were chasing the game. I think he said something like, the ball was like a magnet into his head. And of course, his assistant, Mike Phelan, worked with Maguire for best part of two years at Hull City. So there's that familiarity. There's the transfer strategy change of focusing on long-term players, younger players, British players. So Maguire fits the mould. The contradiction in it is that a year ago, they said—or nearly a year ago—they said that there was a hundred million pounds they'd spend on a central defender, if they—if the right defender was available. And the, kind of like the throwaway example was was Raphael Varane, but it wasn't that much for throwaway example because he's a player United have been interested in the past, and why wouldn't they be? And when you think about. Like Varane, £100 million is completely fair valuation for a player who's won four Champions Leagues and won a World Cup. And I think he probably started in three or four of the Champions League finals. And of course, Harry Maguire is a month older than Varane. And you go back to 2011 when Maguire was getting battered in the Youth Cup final at Old Trafford with... Sheffield United Sheffield United then go down to League One um, that season it's that summer that United go out and try and sign Varane from Lons but Zindin Zidane intervenes and he ends up going to Real Madrid United end up with Phil Jones so it's it's interesting that it's kind of like like Jurgen Klopp that time when he said, I'm out of a job, I start spending like that. United have finally realised after a horrendous season defensively that they are going to have to pay a premium for a centre-half, which was always going to be the case. And they have changed their mind on that. Um, I suppose if, if if they had signed Maguire or signed a coveted or certainly an expensive centre-half last year, then they might be in the Champions League this year so clearly they see him as a defender who along with Lindelof you'd you'd say is going to be able to shore up that defence and put them in a position where they can move up the table get back into the top four but there is just that contradiction about it that a year ago they didn't think he was worth 75 million pounds and I know an awful lot has changed but it's, it's almost as if like they've, they've learned from their mistake in that they didn't go for him last year they're going for him this year but of course as a lot of supporters have been saying I think a lot of United fans it seems would still rather they went for Toby Alderweireld for £25 million or spent a lot more money on, on another defender and of course I think with Maguire with the situation Leicester are in they're going to want much more money than 70 million pounds. I think if he is to go to United, it's comfortably going to be for a world record fee for a defender.
2: It just seems like a year down the line, it, they're still in the same situation that they are. And if I know things have changed in the transfer window, but if they weren't willing to spend 75 million pounds on that exact player this time last year, he's not in he's not shown his credentials anymore in the past season anymore to make you think that they'd suddenly decide they want him now to spend, and they're going to have to spend more than that so it just the whole strategy just seems to have gone like we wanted him we didn't want to spend that now we've realised we've got to and we messed up last season so we're going to try and rectify those problems by signing someone we probably should have signed a year ago it just do they really want him or is he the best option to fit in this strategy right now?
0: Do you think he would be the best defender if you joined United now though where do you think he'd rank amongst what they've already got
2: oh he's going next to Lindelof I think he's, so he is he's worth
0: be... you think it? It may not be worth the fee when you actually think about who else there is to buy Like someone said all the very well but that,
2: that... and that's the issue isn't it the market as it is who's available who would want to come to United United is still a step up from Leicester just about at the minute. Could
1: clip that for next year <laughs> we, when Leicester finished yeah. fourth.
2: And United <laughs> finished twelfth or something. So
1: it does strike me as a sign in that if it does happen, it's also a statement that this is our strategy now. This is what we're doing mm. rather than what we were doing previously. And that you've got, you know, Solskjaer's spoken about him, feelings worked with him. Uh, the, the whole British long-term thing, blah, 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 blah. Whereas last season they were looking quite closely um, at the Italian market and options there and Koulibaly is a the name they, they still like. Um, Milan Scriniar is a player who comes and goes off the radar pretty much. Um, I know he signed a new contract with Inter Milan but I think it was only by a year or something like that so it was almost as if it was a case of just protecting their resale value if... Um, if United are really hot for him again but it, he's a player aligned with what United are going out and signing at the moment that they have signed two British players and if they get Maguire in they'll probably get another British player on top of him in someone like Longstaff um, I don't necessarily think it's the right way of going about it it's it's very very who else,
0: who else is like, there for United? What I don't get is the fact that maybe two weeks ago it was center back's not a priority this summer it was maybe fifth choice right back was more of a yeah. priority and now they've got right back they've got well,
2: another potential winger like, but now anyway. they're going to spend what like potentially 19 95 million I just don't
0: get how a on can, a central yeah. defender i don't get how a i don't get how a player a
2: week ago they weren't 100% sure yeah. they wanted and they didn't want to spend 70 million on the exact same person last season i know he fits with the strategy but like you said is the strategy right
0: you don't get how... I don't get how a centre-back can go for maybe your fifth priority or something two weeks ago because they want a centre-mid and maybe another winger. I understand. And all of a sudden, centre-back is what they need. Because, well, I was,
1: I was told last week they would make a... They hadn't made a decision on the centre-back. They'd make it at the end of the week. And obviously, they clearly decided, yeah, we need one. I mean, what took you that yeah. long anyway? And now... It's that's not, what really, so, it's not really a bolt from the blue, but I think it... It has taken a lot of people back. Just the how high the opening bid is for it I mean I know Arsenal have been um, have copped a bit of flack for the opening bid for Zaha but there's a long game there it's the player will kick off because he's just such a whiny personality Mm. anyway he's he's already um, gone public saying he wants to leave Palace Palace probably could have got more extracted more money from United for for Wan-Bissaka and they didn't so there's every chance Arsenal will get Zaha for a, a price that is quite a way um, south of that £80 million valuation. Um, but I think with United, I think there is there is a bit of a strategy there and that's probably in, in the sense that it could kill off City's interests and that they are interested in Maguire. Um, I mean, the, some people are still saying that the expectations that he'll end up at City, but City would have to act pretty quickly now or... Or they just send their interest, which they've done before with with Sanchez and with Fred. It got what, to us. what certain... can go Christ. wrong? <laughs> yeah, that. Well, this this is the whole other like, time subplot. Lucky, yeah. Maybe it's the whole other subplot to not signing Maguire for cheaper feat last year. Is that oh, so City like a player, mm. and it's like a moth being drawn drawn to the flame. Mm. Um, I, I'd kind of, i probably still bet on Maguire to do better than those two, but. <clears throat> who knows better, better players have buckled under that pressure at United uh, so as I said that's another that's another complicated matter about it all because City are reluctant it's kind of like this Vincent Company more victors more winners um, outlook on it and that we won't pay more than 60 million pounds for a player even though they spent more money in the Premier League era than, than any other club I think it is but I think Mares is their record signing at 60 million yeah. and, and then Laporte that's a, that. that's a source of pride for them for some mm. reason uh, but I think given that company's gone and that they do like United want a quality centre back to come in they are also going to have to pay an awful lot of money for that yeah, player they're whoever have to is. Their own transfer. Yeah, yeah because of because of yeah. just the the, the the inflator market and also the going rate for top draw centre backs as well yeah but sure I guess finally on Maguire do you actually think there is
0: anyone maybe better suited to, to United this summer because we, we said Varane that's not going to happen Dalit that's not going to happen
2: and that's All the problem you yeah go, there is no you, you one else really the list because I saw lots of fans saying maybe Kula just Bali just and, and,
0: and, and stuff but i think cool.
2: personally not I think he's it.
0: very like-for-likes, Maguire. He's just maybe a bit hipster because he's not English and he plays for Napoli. Who's But I've not been convinced by him at all whenever I've ever watched him.
1: Yeah. But the online. I don't think he's this panacea that United you know fans think he is and no. I think they think he's that because of... Twitter his profile yeah. on Twitter also and also like, he's not English and he's good on and, FIFA and yeah
2: yeah people judge it genuinely off how good someone is on FIFA and the majority of the time you hear about someone is if they start trending on Twitter yeah. you see a clip of them and ordinarily if they're trending they've well they've even done something really bad or they've done something really good so i, I feel like a lot of the fans They've not watched him week in, week out. They don't know how good he is no. at defending. They'll have seen, like of, they'll have seen a highlights reel of yeah. him and clips of him.
0: Yeah, it's sort of what was so detrimental to Scott McTominay when he came through. He was English, he was Scottish, British, yeah. just boring sort of centre of midfielder.
2: Boring. So
0: that's how he was viewed. He was viewed as boring. Everyone rolled their eyes when he got his new contract. Well, then he starts playing well. well
1: and It's well, like, oh, Costas Manolas has just gone to Napoli, Napoli yeah. hasn't he? and there's there's been at one point or another where United fans are like oh you've got to get Costas yeah, Manolis probably after that he's got, got such girl, a yeah. sexy name and he's yeah. European and he's from he's from Italy as well and they see a picture of Ashley Young yesterday it's like yeah. oh, I hate Ashley Young yeah, yeah, he's got he, got Uno plays, he plays Uno, he plays Uno yeah. and, uh, he's, he's awful but the, the reality of it is that Fred by uh, even Rojo who some people weirdly stick up for who get you know, don't get a hard time on Twitter had poorer seasons than him last season it, it is look should Ashley Young be the first choice in the United team no should Phil Jones no should Chris Morling no everybody accepts that they are average squad yeah. players at best nobody's saying that but the stick they get, and I'm not saying this is some, like, brexit thing or standing up for them or anything, but... He is it, still it, our milk crate as we speak. That <laughs> that's. It's But it, it is, it's just borderline... Really jack, it's, it's just borderline anglophobic. It, yeah. it really is pathetic, just because... And Lingard gets in Rashford. I mean, Lingard, the, the flack he's got this summer of social media, I think most of it has been justified, even though there are nuances to that as well, that... I think Neville probably addressed best the other week, but the English players certainly, I think, we're in a unique position to gauge it because we do pieces on players individually every week, every day. You you see it, the English players are probably the most the, the most unpopular in that United squad with the online audience, not necessarily with match-going supporters. However, there is one new English addition to the United side, apart
0: not from him, yeah. Aaron Wan-Bissaka. <laughs> and have not the,
2: seen much negativity around him yet. Just wait, till, the first,
0: wait till he plays <laughs> against Chelsea in the opening day, I'm sure. But no, um, positive signing, exciting sign, And maybe he is a sign that they have learnt from that Maguire mistake last year because it maybe is more than want to spend on him, but they need a right back. He's the best one available. Just buy him.
2: Yeah, I think it's good that they've got it wrapped up before pre-season he can go away and he's young he's everything that Solskjaer's been saying he wants can
0: play on both sides yeah
2: got pace which they've definitely been lacking at right back Luke Shaw improved vastly last season so linked up well with Martial Rashford Sanchez on the odd occasion that he turned out on the left hand side and United haven't really had that on the right so You've also got the luxury of DeLow that can play further up. So I'd be interested to see how many times Sorshaw tries that next season. Wambasaka at right back and DeLow on the right wing, given they've still not got the specialist right winger. But that definitely brings some injection of pace down the right that's been missing.
0: Yeah, it does. And I guess maybe as well, Wambasaka not just someone who's going to improve just the right back role, but it's the fact that I've got a specialist, maybe right back now. So they could be a bit more experimental on the right wing because someone's going to have support from the back. I mean, you, you'd think maybe his overlapping style of play. Even if you do put someone who is a bit mediocre on the right wing last season, like there who? again, someone like who, Rashford who Lingard. <laughs> I was going to
2: say. I don't
0: think there's one good right winger in the United no, side. I
2: mean, no, there, there isn't.
1: The, the, the Rashford's been really bad there. Lingard's not. A but right I think winger. it could help them if they've only got to worry about their attacking duties. It, really, it's, it's an area of the squad they've they freshened up over the last. Uh, 12 months or so with, with Dalo. Uh I know Daniel James is mainly left winger, but he's right footed that they're, they're going to have to use him there at one point or another, just to see what he's like. And of course they've got wan as well. So it gives it, it gives them a pace and an urgency down that side, which was pretty stagnant last, last season and, and for much of the season before that as well. Um, I suppose with players like like Lingard and Matter they they might be placed on the right on on the right wing on a team sheet like a tactical team sheet but they never play there so it allows them to to push infield and support the striker and you've got the security of having that overlapping winger but as, as i think I was i've never really been a big fan of him as as defender but in fairness to someone like dani alves he's pretty much revolutionized how a right back operates because it's it's two roles these days you, you i think the days where there would be the odd run overlapping mm. the winger the the their long gone full backs need to be you know probably probably clocking up as many kilometres or miles per game as, as a central midfielder these days. And that was the starting thing for United. I think when Charlotte did the running stats table, I think Shaw and Young were 12th and 13th. And there was some mitigation there because Fellaini was above them. And of course he he was told halfway through the season, but they still shouldn't be that low down for fullbacks. Yeah, of course, wan
0: sort of upbringing as a, as a winger himself should yeah. hopefully uh, aid that. So you weren't too devastated when... Well, Danny Alvarez still a free agent, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, he not yeah. I,
1: don't, I don't think even he could get away with fabricating interest from United this, this season to get we'll a big contract we'll elsewhere, but he, he, he can give it We've a go. we still yeah. got a little while yeah,
0: um, We were talking about right wingers. There's one player who might get a, another chance next season, Alexis Sanchez. He's been He's back to his best playing for Chile again. I know before the tournament, his manager said that he just seems to care more playing for Chile. It means so much to him and maybe he hasn't got that club level, but do you think he deserves another chance at Manchester United?
2: Thank <laughs> you. I feel like I've lost count of the amount of pieces we've, False
0: dawns we've had about this
2: could be Alexis Sanchez's chance to prove himself at United and yeah. finally it's Might all well going to store that
0: and draft for every yeah. week and just, just republish stores. it
2: yeah. every weekend and every single time it hasn't happened and I don't know whether it's just because it, we've said it, said it and said it and said it and said it and last because the summer before it was like oh he didn't get a pre-season last summer it, he had perfect preparation going yeah. into, into the start of last season and still, it was the same disaster that we'd seen beforehand. So maybe he need, maybe he's the sort of player who needs a big tournament and he needs to be playing well, and that's going to catapult him at the start of this season. But he's not going to be there at the start of pre-season tour because of the Copper America. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see when he does come back how the others have fared in his absence and whether... He can prove in the short time that he's got before the season starts why Solskjaer should take a chance on him because if you're going off how he played last season, he wouldn't be anywhere near the starting 11.
0: Yeah, because he didn't get a visa early on. That's something we can relate oh. to, isn't it? Sam? Mm-hmm. Last, last pre
1: season, he, oh, yeah.
2: he struggled with his right. visa. I yeah. thought you meant he hadn't got a visa this year. I was like, join the queue yeah, join of the, the Chinese queue. visa drama. And that's, a, that's a separate a podcast, podcast for in a separate
1: day yeah. that no one ever
0: wants to listen <laughs> no. to, and I don't want to be a part of no. But But, uh, Samuel, yourself, it does seem we've given. Sanchez every excuse imaginable. Sort of, he's he's like I said, he had the preseason. He's had oh he's not playing his best position. He's not the team built around him. He's come back from injuries, but still he just doesn't do it in United shirt. For you, do, do you think there is still a player there that, that United can can and, and get the best out of, or do you think it is a lost cause?
1: No, I just just think they should they they need to cut their losses of him but it's of course Thinking, very difficult yeah. because but the Copa America could the help them maybe in that, in that aspect because maybe some As in terms of putting him in yeah. the shop window. Yeah, you just hope that some from United's perspective that there's one of those impressionable clubs out there who make the mistake of buying players or being interested in players on the back of Major tournaments, uh, which coincidentally is what happened with with Maguire last year. It, yeah, I, I just he's he's a waste of oxygen. Even talking about him, Sanchez, it really is. It's quite tedious actually. Just thinking about everything, just his, his sheer existence at United. He does absolutely. It's like, he but but the trouble is, we feel compelled to talk about him because he scored a penalty in a shootout and he scored a couple of goals against. And it means so much Teams to in the Copper America, which like has got Japan and Qatar. <laughs> It means more. Yeah. Uh, and... Yeah, I just can't be bothered with it. Like that Barcelona game when they got battered three nil, and he almost scored almost scored ahead, and it's like, oh, like, wow, Alexis could be could be back here, and all this nonsense. No, he's he's just been. Can a you go back if you were never sorry. there in the
0: first place? That's, sorry. Can you come back if you were never there in the first place? <laughs> Who knows? Well, yeah. Uh, but if
2: it's, if his national team manager is saying he's playing better because he cares, he cares, yeah. yeah well, it's a, it's, if he if that's the reason more. why he's not been playing well, then don't play. Get out of the team, well you're not even in the team, but don't turn up for training. If you don't care, they need to just bin him off altogether. And I know that's half the problem is that how can they get rid of him? They can't, because it's the wages is use such a big drama. But if that's what's been conveyed, that's why he's playing well, because he's care because he cares. Well and he doesn't care to be united, then he's never gonna get back in the team.
1: He's he's thirty one in December, I think. I mean he had he had quite a few injuries last year. And the only time he ever completed ninety minutes for United was in the first game of the season against Leicester. I mean, if if he were to have a really good second full season on the back of that, then he'll have surprised absolutely everybody, probably including his dogs. I don't think his dogs, however loyal they are to him, they, they probably wouldn't wouldn't expect him to do that. So I don't think he should be given that opportunity. But if you've got if you can't get rid of someone like that and he gives the impression he's committed and good in training then you have to have him around the place well another player that fans would be keen to know about Samras Romelu Lukaku the
0: uh, circus continues with him he came back to pre-season training early he's yes. wearing a blue and black shirt in yeah. Instagram videos uh, what's the latest with Romelu Lukaku into our interested
1: in him but at the moment he is still a United player I was told um was that he's, his body is in Manchester, but his mind is elsewhere, which is a very eloquent way and a very Italian way of, mm. of phrasing these matters. I think Inter are in, in a position now where they are accelerating things. They've still not actually submitted a, a cash bid for him uh, that's what United want, they want cash. The whole the whole idea of the two year loan swap with the obligation to buy, it, I suspect Inter didn't think they'd ever accept that anyway. But it was just a way of again, it's a long game, it's a way of opening matters up and with an opening bid like that ultimately United are open to letting him go if they get the right price Lukaku wants to go into want him I think the fact that Inter have got a new coach this summer helps particularly given that it's a coach who was pretty infuriated about not getting Lukaku two years ago so you can imagine what he'll be like if he doesn't get him this summer so I think it's one of it's one of those that that, that will happen um, I think United seem quite um what's the word sanguine about letting him go without immediately bringing a replacement in as well uh, because i think they'll be getting a lot of cash from it they, they they don't want to take a hit on him given that they paid 75 million two years ago he's still got quite a long time in his contract he's still only 26 so they will want in, they want around 75 million pounds but I think Everton are due to get five million pounds of any transfer fees, so that might just drive it up to eight, literally five million pounds more to eighty million. But I think he's—I mean—he's the prime contender to be the, the the big name departure of the summer, as far as United are concerned. And if they get seventy-five million for him, I think that's a that's pretty good going, given that he had a a, a pretty poor second season, to say the least. But into wanting him that badly and I suppose you might have got Conte to thank for that because you can't imagine many other clubs out there being as, as desperate to sign Lukaku this summer
2: if they get the cash then fair enough but then they need to act quickly because they need to bring someone else in do
1: you think
0: they need another striker if Lukaku goes yeah not you don't think beans 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 up front can uh he still
2: get, scores. He, 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 he gets injured. Who who are you playing? Who you playing through the middle? Mason, Sanchez. Mason, oh, Mason Greenwood. Here we go. Mason Greenwood. Someone so, from yeah. the academy. Like it's it's too much pressure. They need another they need another strike. Yeah,
1: they, they do. And also um, amid uh, Solskjaer's love for rashi as he uh, loves to call him, uh, Rashford did still score fewer goals than Lukaku yeah. last season. So that is a worry in itself, and that I think Rashford. Clearly covets that central role, but he's still not done enough to justify it, even though his ceiling is still quite high. Yeah, Danny Webber compared him
0: to Thierry Henry, saying that. <laughs> we, uh,
2: we, knew the sen- we knew that In, sentence was going down yeah. the way it
0: started. Yeah, Two words you don't want to hear <laughs> at the start of any sentence. But yeah, Danny Webber said he, he's similar to Henry. Who he did, is? Rashford. Right. He hasn't settled properly. Go and run down the middle, he will score goals. And that
1: is quick, played on the left, is yeah. black. And I mean, it's. It's ridiculous It's like the time yeah. When they used to compare Paul Pogba to Patrick Vieira When Pogba was a teenager yeah, because They the- didn't play anything alike But because they were French African descent Midfielders yeah. Like the number six Tool Light Ticked all the go. boxes Didn't he? Yeah It's yeah. a Love Island phrase But uh, Well knows. Phil Neville did say I th- Was it two years ago After Rashford scored Against the might of Burton Albion In the League Cup He was England's Mbappe <laughs> And uh, I still I still don't think That's a credible comparison it was maybe credible for about two months last season but but that's about it yeah. oh, I wonder what happened to Mbappe anyway who knows about him uh, Charlotte pre-season
0: starts next week uh, do you think how many more players do you think United need before the start of the season the pre-season tour we should say starts next week uh, two players in
2: I'd say another two but they're cutting nice. it fine they fly out on Sunday and we're recording this on Tuesday and
1: I think they fly out on Monday I think oh, a lot they? of us have said are
2: you on the same flight no I don't think so <laughs> It'd be good, wouldn't we it? Possibly. Yeah. Don't possibly.
1: know who I want to sit next to. Yeah. <laughs> there's there's the question. Which on, one of the United
2: on, squad on, would you like to check, sit next online to?
1: Online check-in, You happen to be sat next it's to Mike the chef. Or imagine someone. if you sat
2: next to Jesse Lingard. Oh, beans, beans! That be,
0: oh, would be funny for about an hour.
2: Yeah.
0: And that would really annoy me. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Why is it twenty-four hour flight? Yeah, oh, it's
0: just too much. 20, Samuel, Twenty-one hours. I who would of a squad member yeah. you, Lee Grant player? someone like Lee, uh, Lee Grant. Grant what because he just headphones in the whole uh, probably uh, Scott McTomin no no Juan Mata that's true oh, I'll Dan James I think I've got on well with Dan James uh, uh, Dan, Dan James. Welshman. yeah 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 I'd love oh, ultimate bay have
2: you mm-hmm. not got a picture of him next to your bed no
1: not yet <laughs> working on it I've, I've, I've at sure. least I've at least spent time in Mata's company and spoken to him and we're pretty much the I think we're in the same school year so Best mates. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> Samuel Luckhurst
0: is best mates of one You've heard it here first. Exclusive. Yeah, that's fine. Um, yeah, we'll see about transfers. Who knows? Uh, but we will be bringing you podcasts throughout the uh, summer tour. I'm sure looking forward to that one. Who knows? Depending on how we, long it goes if I, on if for. If any of
2: us get on tour. Yeah,
0: summer. who knows? You really want to talk about this visa situation, oh, don't yeah. you? You're just waiting for, waiting for someone to tweet you in and say, come on, shall open up to me. I haven't no,
2: tweeted anything about not the visas. yet.
0: Yeah, but you... You're building it up, people know. But yeah, uh, Charlotte, Samuel, thank you very much. Thank, I said. You. thank you. Who knows when we'll be back? We should be back next week. Hopefully from Australia. Fingers Imagine crossed. So, yeah. Maybe we'll do a special one on the play or Juan Mata. I'm sure Samuel can pull a few <laughs> strings. Who knows? Thank you very much for listening to the Manchester is Red podcast. Please do leave a like and subscribe if you haven't already and join us again next week.